یہ تیرا جذب پنہا میرا نال این دامت تیرے سنگ در پہ کرنا میرا نال این دامت تیرے سنگ در پہ کرنا ہے اسی طرح سے ممکن تیری راہ سے گزرنا کبھی دل پہ صبر کرنا کبھی دل سے شکر کرنا میرا ہر خطا پہ رونا ہے یہی میری تلافی میرا ہر خطا پہ رونا ہے یہی میری تلافی تیری رحمتوں کا صدقہ میرا جرم عفو کرنا تیری رحمتوں کا صدقہ میرا جرم عفو کرنا ہے اسی طرح سے ممکن تیری راہ سے گزرنا کبھی دل پہ صبر کرنا کبھی دل سے شکر کرنا تیری شان جذب ہے تیری بند پروری ہے تیری شان جذب ہے تیری بند پروری ہے میرے جان و دل کا تجھ کو ہم وقت یاد کرنا میرے جان و دل کا تجھ کو ہم وقت یاد کرنا ہے اسی طرح سے ممکن تیری راہ سے گزرنا کبھی دل پہ صبر کرنا کبھی دل سے شکر کرنا کسی اہل دل کی صحبت جو ملی کسی کو اختر کسی اہل دل کی صحبت جو ملی کسی کو اختر اسے آگیا ہے جینا اسے آگیا ہے مرنا اسے آگیا ہے جینا اسے آگیا ہے مرنا کسی اہل دل کی صحبت جو ملی کسی کو اختر کسی اہل دل کی صحبت جو ملی کسی کو اختر اسے آگیا ہے جینا اسے آگیا ہے مرنا اسے آگیا ہے جینا اسے آگیا ہے مرنا ہی اسی طرح سے ممکن تیری راہ سے گزرنا ہی اسی طرح سے ممکن تیری راہ سے گزرنا کبھی دل پہ صبر کرنا کبھی دل سے شکر کرنا کبھی دل پہ صبر کرنا کبھی دل سے شکر کرنا جزاکم اللہ خیرہ انشاءاللہ جزاکم اللہ خیرہ میں اللہ تعالی ریوارڈ غاری محمد پٹیل فور اس بیوٹیفل ریسیٹیشن
and may Allah Ta'ala allow us uh, the opportunity to value these moments that we will have now and, and let us listen attentively to his words may they, may they penetrate our hearts as you'll be speaking from his heart, you'll enter our hearts, inshallah. Jazakallah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Salatu was salam ala Shafil Ambiya, Iwul Musaleen. Sayyidina wa Nabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Woman tabiahum bi asan in la yomidin. Amabadu fa'ud billahi min a shaytan in regime, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. لقد خلقنا الإنسان في كبد وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تركت فيكم أمرين لن تضلوا ما تمسكتم بهما كتاب, كتاب الله وسنتي صدق الله العظيم وصدق الرسول النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected brothers and sisters in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته First and foremost, I want to mention something that my beloved Shaykh, Hazrat Mahakim Akhtasab, Rahmatullah used to tell us, all this, Hazrat Maulana, this, that, Tamim, this, Damat, Barakatuhum, that was mentioned, Hazrat used to say, these words of Hazrat Sayyid Sulaiman Nadwi, Rahmatullah very great scholar, very great Shaykh, and one of the Khulafa of Hakimul Ummat, Rahmatullah he used to say, Ke hum aise rahe ya ke waise rahe. That in this world, it doesn't matter how we are or how we're not. We're like this or we're like that. People praise us and people, Khulafa and Khalifa and Damat Barakatuhum and this, that and the other. The true praise will be the praise that we receive from Allah Azzawajal. May Allah give us that. We are not worthy of these words and there's such elders and mashayikh that I feel embarrassed that such things are being mentioned about us. Such akabir and such elders are in this majlis that I feel embarrassed that our mention is being even made. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the love that I have in my heart for Darus Salaam because every time I come here, mashallah, I see it flourishing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always keep this place to flourish. My wish was as... Mufti Azim Saab, Mufti Min Hajj, when I knew them from the time that we were studying in South Africa in the 90s, and I had seen them as students. And when we, as colleagues, when we don't appreciate each other, who will appreciate us? These brothers and my, my colleagues and my other uh, beloved friends that are making the effort of deen, one of the things that my beloved Sheikh said, that those peerbais of yours, those colleagues of yours, those students and classmates that you studied from, if you don't appreciate them, who will appreciate them? Get this jealousy out of your heart. Get this pride out of your heart. Get this competition out of your heart. And support one another with heartfelt sincerity. Because when you support one another, you're supporting the deen of Allah. Don't think that when you're supporting your brother, when I'm supporting Mufti Azim, or I'm supporting Darus Salaam, I'm not supporting another organization. I'm not supporting someone other than myself. Mufti Azim or Maulana, uh, 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 Maulana uh, uh, Minhaj or any of the other uh, mashayikh or any of the other organizations, their effort is my effort. Their success is my success. The establishment of these madaris, the establishment of these masajid, the masjid being filled like this, Allahu Akbar. I'm emotional right now just remembering that exactly one year from today, one year from... Uh, 
now I remember I was on a phone conversation with Mufti Azimuddin Wallahi he was in tears and he was in tears saying that Mawlana the masajid are closed people have become disconnected from the masajid people are you know slowly losing their uh, you know uh, their zeal they're losing they're becoming lazy in their deen Mawlana what should we do and Wallahi he was in tears and I remember the words that I said first and foremost I was shocked at subhanallah the, 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 the concern and the fikr and the gham that you know my beloved colleague is having and seeing this I have to say to everyone who is here my dear brothers and sisters value what Allah Ta'ala has given you the grass is always greener on the other side but Chicago mashallah and Darus Salaam and this, the environment that is here it is so blessed when we bring you know our brothers from out of state when we bring our friends and our students from out of state and they come in this environment it completely changes them it completely transforms them so those who are here and those who are blessed to be in this environment don't consider this insignificant right don't don't allow this you know to become like you know oh, this is just normal this is how it is everywhere no this is not how it is everywhere this is not the norm you don't have such beautiful programs you don't have such opportunities for the youth you don't have such ulama, dynamic ulama. I remember when we were coming into the deen, when I was in high school, we didn't have ulama who could speak English. Wallahi, we would have problems and issues and we will go to the ulama and the local imam and the local people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them. They were doing great work, but they could not even communicate with us. And now we have subhanallah, entire dars nizami and entire alim program that is being taught in the English language the entire you know uh, anything that you want from the sciences and the ulum and the sacred sciences you have mashayikh and you have many institutes here in chicago and other places as well that we can benefit from my dear brothers and sisters value this don't lose la in shakartum la azidannakum allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if you value it allah ta'ala will increase you so this is something which it is dear to my heart because i have seen those days which you have not seen I have seen those days of Mufti Minhaj Sahib and Mufti Azim when we were in school, which you all have not seen. And when I fast forward, right, like a time machine, when I fast forward and I come and I see this, subhanAllah, this is a qabuliyat. This is a sign of acceptance from Allah Azza wa Jal. And it is for me a manifestation of a miracle. What you see here, brothers and sisters, this is not just something that is you know, oh, a bunch of people getting together, okay, the masjid reopened again. This is a manifestation of the miracle which Allah has mentioned in the Quran. They want to blow out the light of Allah with their mouths. But Allah will perfect His light no matter how much they may hate it. This is the perfection of Allah Ta'ala's light. Mawlana was mentioning that the masajid are closed. I said, Mawlana, I said, don't be sad. Everything will come back. And inshallah, it will be better than it is. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this manifest before my eyes that I'm sitting here and the same exact thing that I told Mawlana, Allah ta'ala is manifesting this. That that gham and that sadness that we were sharing together of the closing of the masajid, alhamdulillah that Allah ta'ala has opened it up again. This teaches us, فَإِنَّمَا عَلْعُسْرِ يُسْرًا Verily with difficulty comes ease. And this is the topic at hand, my dear brothers and sisters, how we nurture positivity. How we deal with depression and anxiety to understand point number one, that there is no negativity for a believer. There is no despair for a believer. 
And these words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I'm going to share with you, this is the key to all of it. عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ لَهُ خَيْرٍ Any difficulty that if that lockdown of the masjid came, it came for a purpose. The lockdown of the masajid, our becoming disconnected from the masajid, Abi being distanced from the house of Allah Ta'ala, that was also a hikmah ilahiyyah. There was a divine purpose and an objective behind that. That wasn't just, oh my God, all the mas masajid are closed. What am I going to do? I want to kill myself. No, there is a hikmah ilahiyyah in this. What was the lessons that we learned? To value these houses so that we appreciate, subhanallah, what truly was the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that it is our lifeline. That without it spiritually, we cannot survive. Maybe that was a reality that we did not, it was something that we did not realize before. But when Allah Ta'ala took that ni'mah away from us, we started to value that ni'mah. The value of a ni'mah comes after it is taken away from you. Sometimes Allah Ta'ala takes a ni'mah away from you so that you value that ni'mah. The wise person, brothers and sisters, is the one who does not value, who does not wait that Allah takes away the ni'mah for him to value this. I want to make mention of Hazrat Mufti Taha Karan, one of the great mashayikh, I think one of the greatest living scholars, I could say, I could easily say, who passed away just recently in Cape Town. After he passed away, so many people, Nawarallahu Marqadahu, Rahmatullahi Alayhi, and he was one of the greatest scholars, and this and that. And you're hearing about this person after he had passed away. If only we would have appreciated and valued this human being more when he was alive. This is the sifat of insan. This is, this is the, the reality of human beings. This is the nature of our way of thinking. This is the nature of the way we, we conduct ourselves. This is not the way we, it should be. Value your teachers before Allah Ta'ala lifts them away from you. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala or Rasulullah mentioned in the hadith, Inna Allah la yantazi'u al-ilma intiza'an. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala does not take this knowledge of deen and lifts it up in the sky like these books. You know, you wake up one morning and you see that the libraries have become empty. The books have been lifted. Walakin, walakin biqabdil ulama. But the ilm will be lifted by the lifting up of the scholars. Every single one of these scholars are libraries. They are libraries of experience. They're not only libraries of knowledge, they're libraries of experience. I think I was put in extreme haraj by the, being, the mentioning of my shaykh in this, in this majlis. Because my mind has completely gone off that if I were to open up to you, my heart is completely like, my mind is completely scattered now. The mention of my shaykh was made and if I were to open up to you about some of the stories of our beloved Hazrat Mawlana Shah Hakim Muhammad Akhtar Saab, you would think that I am telling you a story and it's an epic fable from, you know, it's a story of, of, of somebody from a thousand years ago. But this is a person that we saw, I saw with my own eyes that if I had not seen it, I would not have believed that there are such things as awliya. I would not have believed that there are such things as saints and pious people and people that when they would lift their hands, there's actually from amongst the, one of the karamat of our shaykh that is recorded that over dozens of people, actually people who have been who were diagnosed with cancer that the doctors told them, you know what, we can't help you. Go and just make dua and, and prepare for meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they came to, to, to Hazrat and they came to the Shaykh, he made dua for them. Dozens of them whose names have actually been recorded and they've been preserved, their journal, their address, their phone numbers. 
that Hazrat made dua for them and get completely cured of cancer. Like these are people who we had seen, karamat, shifa, do the dua of the, of the pious people. And the reality of the matter is, is that we value, we should value these people as they are alive in the life of this world. Value the masjid, Allah Ta'ala, why He took that away from us. One of the wisdoms of why Allah Azza wa Jal brings adversity, why Allah Ta'ala takes away blessings. Because in the, in the absence of that blessing, Allah wants to give you another blessing, is to value the blessing, is to value those blessings. Now that everybody is in the masajid, how much people value it, how much people are enjoying it. As is before, we, put, we maybe would not have enjoyed it that much. Those who value the people of Allah while they are alive, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will continue to give them the blessings from those people's teachings till the day they die. And those who don't value them, this will be an ongoing just lack of it. These are, these, are the, these are the people who has given us. These are the students of Mufti Raza al-Haqsab that we should value them. These are the students of Qari Tayyib Sab who is amongst us within our midst. These are the students of MashaAllah Hazrat Mawlana Abdul Halim Chishti. These are the students of, you know, many, many great Akabir. They're actually in our midst. We learn to value them. So this is one of the first points that I want to mention. Secondly, getting back to the topic at hand, that the perspective of a believer, brothers and sisters, we are not confused. Alhamdulillah. The Prophet ﷺ said, تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمْ أَمْرَيْنِ I have given you two things. You will never go astray. You will never be confused. And Hazrat Mu'abr al-Haqsab used to translate this. If you hold on to the book of Allah and the sunnah of Rasulullah, you will never be confused and you will never go astray. The book of Allah and the sunnah of Rasulullah My dear brothers and sisters, the book of Allah and the sunnah of Rasulullah should be like two lenses of glasses for us. You know like you wear glasses. The right lens is the Quran and the left lens is the sunnah of Rasulullah Not until a believer makes the Quran and the sunnah his lens through which he sees the world, you will never nurture positivity in your heart. You will never see things. You will always be seeing things from the lens. If you don't have the Quran and sunnah as your lens, you'll be looking at things at the lens of CNN and NBC or Fox News. This is what will be your perspective. The perspective of a believer is none of these things. Because these things can be changed. These things can be altered. These things can be used to deviate people. But the Quran and Sunnah, it's clear, pristine. The Quran and Sunnah is the, believe, is, is the lens of a believer by which we look at this world. When we look at calamity, don't look at calamity from a materialistic perspective. Look at it from the perspective of what Allah has mentioned. What is calamity? How has Allah defined calamity? How has Allah defined calamity? When we look at difficulties, when we look at sickness, how has, how has the Messenger of Allah defined sickness? Don't look at the definition from a worldly perspective. When we say we believe in Allah and His Messenger, what does that mean? That we take the Quran and the Hadith as our perspective of, as well. Many of us, we read the Quran and Hadith. We have not made it our perspective. Many of us read the Quran and Hadith. We have not made it our perspective that it is through the definition of the Qur'an that I will look at my difficulties. It is from the perspective of the hadith that I will look at my difficulties. There is our very beloved brother, Omar Zaman. Many of you know him, who's very much part of Muhsin organization, who's established this organization for the sake of, you know, special needs people in our community. 
the special needs people in our community who are struggling with different disabilities in their lives. He told me something, this was in Chicago. And this was a couple of years ago, I went to go visit him. And you know, he's struggling with, you know, those who know him through multiple sclerosis and you know, very difficult to struggle with. He told me one thing, he said, Maulana, how can we remain positive? This was something that he said, how can we remain positive? How come there's nothing that the ulama mentioned for us? I said, I told this to brother Umar Zaman. I said, my dear brother, inshallah, I have something in mind. I will write something for you. I will write a book for you. I will compile something for you. Inshallah, when it's done, I will present this to you. Today I have that and it is a compilation of 40 hadith. And I wanted to present this here at this Mubarak uh, retreat because it has to do with this subject. And the, and the title of this is Transcending Tribulation. These are 40 ahadith, a commentary of 40 hadith on the virtues of sickness, the virtues of sickness. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned fadail. You know, our Akabir wrote books, fadail namaz, fadail quran fadail ramadan Do we know that the Prophet ﷺ told us about the fadail of sickness? The fadail of fever, the fadail of tribulations, that in these things that we experience and in these hardships that we go through, there are virtues after virtues. Virtues after virtues. And by Allah's grace, we have the rough draft that's here. We're still working on a little bit of commentary. But what I wanted to do is that in nurturing positivity, what do we do? We have to make the Quran and Hadith our lens to read the Hadith of the Prophet to read the promises of Allah and His Messenger that for those who are going through tribulation and hardship, how should they view it? How should they conduct themselves? All of it is there for us. First and foremost, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ Most definitely we have created humankind in turmoil. That oh mankind, don't think that the life of this world is supposed to be like fun and games. The life of this world is by default turmoil. Kabad. It's turmoil, it's hardship. In another ayah of the Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, Everybody knows those are students of knowledge. Most definitely we will test you. Most definitely we will test you. This is a, this is a definite. It's, there's no way you're going to get out of it. But be shayin. But what we're going to test you with in the life of this world is with something very meager. The test of the life of this world is nothing in comparison to the test of the, of the next life. Min al khawf of fear. Wal and hunger. Wa naqsim min al amwali wal anfusi wal thamarat and loss of life and wealth and fruits and benefits. Wa bashir sabirin. But give glad tidings to those who, when they go through these tribulations, they have patience. Al ladina ida asabatum musiba. Those who, when afflicted by a calamity, what did they say? Qalu inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. They say, we are from Allah and to Allah we shall return. They remind themselves of the return to Allah Azza wa Jal. Because Allah is Arhamur Rahimin. Subhanallah, Qazi Sana'ullah Pani Patti. He gives the, the, the shara of this Arhamur Rahimin. What does he say? He says, This is the reality of Arhamur Rahimin. He is more merciful to us than we can be to our own selves. When we know that it is to Him we are returning, we're not returning to, you know, we're not returning to a, a judge or a police or some 
detective or someone who is going to interrogate us, we are returning back to who? Arhamur Rahimin. The one who five times in every single namaz, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin. This is the one we are returning to. When we remind, when we are in a calamity and we remind ourselves, it is to him we are returning. Every, every sadness, every worry, every parishani, every gham dissipates. Every gham melts away when we realize what, who we are returning to. That is why it is mentioned that we should say this in calamities. This is the, this is the shara of my beloved Shaykh, Hazamu Hakim Akhtar Sahib. Allah Ta'ala, why do you remember the trouble of the time? Why are we commanded to say, we are from Allah and to Allah we shall return? Because there is no, Allah se piyara koon ho sakta hai? Allah se ziyada, Allah se ziyada piyara, piyari zaat koon ho sakta hai? Who can be more beloved to Allah? Who can be more merciful to Allah? So when we say we are from Allah and to Allah we shall return, this should be a source of comfort that no matter how difficult my hardships are going to be, the place where I'm returning is the place of love, is the place of mercy, is the place of rahmah, is the place of maghfirah. And as Allah, Allah Ta'ala says in the Hadith Qudsi, I am as my slave thinks of me. I am as my slave will think of me. When he thinks of me, that when he passes away, he will return to my mercy. This is what he'll receive from me. So number one point to take into consideration, when we look at transcending tribulation and being positive, this Hadith, subhanAllah, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ mu'min. Wallahi brothers and sisters, when I'm going through a difficulty, this is the hadith that I, 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 bring to, I bring to my mind. This is the hadith that I bring to my mind. And this is the hadith that when you're going through that hardship, bring the hadith to your mind. Practice the hadith. Don't just read it. Don't just recite the Quran. Allah Ta'ala said, do they not ponder over this and reflect over this Quran? Or are there locks upon the hearts? The Quran will not benefit until you make tadabbur. Until you reflect. Why did Allah Ta'ala want us to reflect? Because the shifa is there. Verily in this Quran, there is a cure. A cure for our depressions. A cure for our anxieties. A cure for our worries. But that's only if we read it with tadabbur, with reflection, seeking the solution to our problems. Today, brothers and sisters, unfortunately, we seek our solutions in self-help books. We seek our solutions in self-help books. Wallahi, the whole objective of the Qur'an is self-help. Self-help of entire humanity. But the place where we need to go, that's not where we're going. So we're becoming more disconnected. The gap is becoming made wider. Here the Prophet ﷺ mentions, number one, how we nurture positivity, know that every situation is good for a believer. There is no, there is, for a believer, there is no negative. There is no loss. There is no misfortune. Actually, in reality, everything is seen. Everything is considered as the, in the end result. The end result of everything that a believer goes through, whether it's good or bad, whether it might be diagnosis of cancer or paralysis or blindness, or no matter what, how difficult, the loss of a child or the loss of a loved one. The end result for a believer of all of these tribulations is nothing but khayr. So even that calamity in and of itself, this is not something that is negative. Ajaban li amril mu'min. The Prophet ﷺ mentions in a hadith narrated by Sahih Muslim. How astounding and how amazing is the situation of a believer. And here's the word of the Prophet. I'm not saying this. Well, how can you say that 
losing a loved one is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. We're saying it's something that can be khair for a believer. It can be good for a believer as far as the end result is concerned. Inna amrahu kullahu lahu khair. Inna amrahu kullahu lahu khair. Every situation for a believer can be khair, can be a source of goodness. Not a source of negative. Oh, I'm cursed. I think somebody did jadu on me. This is not going right. This is not going right. That is not going right. Subhanallah. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to elevate you. Maybe Allah azza wa jal wants to make kafara of your sins and forgive you and elevate you. Every situation is khair for a believer. And that is not for anyone except the believer. Brothers and sisters, this is one of the benefits. You know when you get a membership to a gym, you have all of these benefits. This is one of the benefits of being a member of Deen of Islam. One of the benefits that everything that you experience will be khair. Everything that you go to. In, and then the Prophet Sallallahu explains it. In asabathu sarra'u shakara fakana khayrallah. Wa in asabathu darra'u sabara fakana khayrallah. If he is afflicted by goodness and he has gratitude, this is good for him because through gratitude he, he accomplishes and he achieves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure. وَإِنَا صَابَتْهُ ضَرَّاءُ صَبَرًا فَكَانَ خَيْرَ And if he is afflicted by calamity, he is patient and that is also good for him. And this is, it goes back to one, the, the, the poem of my sheikh. He says, هَيْ إِسِي تَرَحْ سَيْمُمْكِنْ تَرِي رَاحَ سَيْغُزَرْنَا كَبِي دِلْ پِي صَبْرَ كَرْنَا كَبِي دِلْ پِي شُكْرَ كَرْنَا He said, this is the way I stread my path to you, O Allah. Sometimes I am making patience, sometimes I am exercising patience and sometimes I am exercising right, gratitude. Patience and gratitude. Umar radiallahu anhu mentioned, he said, there are only two ways to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imma markabu sabr aw markabu shukr. There is no third markab. Every, every person is either one or two situations. Either you're in calamities in life or in your good situations. Either you're in bad situations in life, you're in sickness or you're in health. Either you're in richness or you're in poverty. Either you're in good times or you're in bad times. If you're in good times, you practice with your heart. These are, these are actions of the heart. If you're in good times, you practice gratitude. Through gratitude, you will reach Allah. Through gratitude, you will reach the pleasure of Allah. And if you are patient, when you're going through hardships, if you are patient, you will do what? You will reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. So this is a, 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 another important point to take into consideration. Secondly, the kafara of sins. The Prophet ﷺ mentions in the hadith, مَا يُصِيبُ الْمُؤْمِنَ مِن نَصَبٍ وَلَا وَصَبٍ وَلَا هَمٍ وَلَا حَزَنٍ وَلَا أَذَنٍ وَلَا غَمٍ حَتَّى الشَّوْكَةَ يُشَاكُهَا إِلَّا كَفَرَ اللَّهُ بِهِ مِنْ خَطَايَاهُ Any believer who is afflicted by fatigue or sickness or worry or hardship or pain or sadness, even if it might be a thorn that pricks him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes that an atonement for his, for his sins. Subhanallah. In another hadith it says, مَا يَزَالُ الْبَلَاءُ بِالْمُؤْمِنِ وَالْمُؤْمِنَةِ فِي نَفْسِهِ وَوَلَدِهِ وَمَالِهِ حَتَّى يَلْقَ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى وَمَا عَلَيْهِ مِنْ خَطِيئًا That difficulties and hardships continue to afflict, afflict the believing man or woman in his body, in his own health, in his children, in his wealth, until he reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he has no sin left upon him. Can you imagine a person is being afflicted? 
I was speaking with the brothers like, I said, how are you doing? Sheikh, yesterday I was in the hospital. Today my car broke down. Tomorrow it's going to be something else. I don't know, subhanAllah, what is going on? And I reminded him of this hadith. Immediately, his, he, there was a smile on his face. He said, okay, at least there can be, some, be something good that will come out of this. I said, definitely there is something good that comes out from this. This is the sign of a believer. That, مَا يَزَالُ الْبَلَاءُ بِالْمُؤْمِنِ وَالْمُؤْمِنَةِ that continuously a believing man or woman is afflicted in his body by his health, in his children by them going through difficulty. Wamalihi or in his wealth by lose by loss of wealth. Hatta Until he meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and lo and behold, oh, I was such a bad person. I wasn't so pious and I have no sins in my account. Enter Jannah Bila Hasab. When you don't have any sins, you enter Jannah Bila Hasab. What can be better than this, my dear brothers and sisters? That through calamities and through hardships, what happens? Our sins are literally, they, they, they come off of us like the leaves that fall from the tree in autumn. The second point is elevation of status. In one hadith, it is mentioned that a woman came to the Prophet ﷺ who had epilepsy. She, had, she used to have seizures, epileptic seizures. And she came to the Messenger of Allah. She said, Ya Rasulullah, Udu'ullah Ali. Make dua for Allah. Make dua for me, O Messenger of Allah, that Allah cures me of this. So, what did the Prophet say? And there's a great lesson in this. He said, In shi'ti fashafaki. If you want, I will make dua and Allah will give you shifa and remove this epilepsy from you. And if you want, I will make dua. If you want, then. You can be patient upon this calamity that Allah has brought upon you. This condition, this disability, this illness that you have to live with your entire life. It's not easy. In shi'ti sabarti wala hisaba alayki. Allahu Akbar. You can be patient upon this condition that Allah has brought you. My dear brothers and sisters, how many people we know that are born with this condition? Born with various conditions and hardships and difficulties and you know sometimes the question might be why is Allah doing this to me what is this is that you you just if you wish be patient upon this and there will be no hisab for you on the day of judgment Allahu Akbar Mullah Jami Rahmatullah mentions a beautiful poem I gave a couple of pebbles and stones and I attained life in place of that. You give, the, you give a, difficult, a little bit of difficulty in the life of this world and you have patience upon that. Allah gives you everlasting, subhanAllah, honor and izzah and jannat bila hisab on the day of judgment. Allahu Akbar. Elevation of status. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through these calamities and through these difficulties, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless a person with? elevates the status of this individual. So what do we learn? To nurture positivity. Understand number one, every situation is khair for a believer. Number two, every calamity and difficulty and sickness and gham and worry and fatigue, even tiredness, even depression, this is a kafara of the sins. Mu'atani Rahmatullahi mentions in Ta'alimuddin, Abu Ali Daqaq, he said that as-salik, the salik, alladhi yaqta'u al-tariqa bi-huzn, يَصِلُ إِلَى اللَّهِ بِسِنِينَ 
that the person who's treading the path with gham and with difficulty, he will pass and traverse the path and be ahead through that gham and through that difficulty by years he will be ahead of those people who did not tread the path without any difficulty the ones who tread the path with difficulty they're actually boosted they're actually put forth by many many years and we wonder subhanallah how did this person have such a maqam in the sight of allah how did this person get such elevation and such uh, 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 such a station and such a status it was only through the patience that they had thinking about it every situation is good for a believer and thinking about that this is a kafara of my sins and thinking that it is an elevation of status these are the words that Mawlana Tanwi said and I will end with this Mawlana Tanwi he received a letter from one student and said Hazrat I am going through such pain that sometimes even the thought of taking my own life comes I cannot go through this anymore. Sometimes the thought comes that I have to take my own life. This is how much pain I'm going through. Tell me how should I deal with this? So Hazrat mentions to him, just understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for everything you are going through, Allah is rewarding you and Allah is elevating your status and Allah is removing your sins. Inshallah, if you ponder over this every day, this feeling of despondency will go away and inshallah, a sense of positivity and a sense of hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be nurtured. May Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq to understand what has been said. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Jazakumullah khairan, mashallah. Uh, so we have about another 39 hadith to cover. Uh, you just started with the first hadith. This reminds me of uh, that alhamdulillah we have the new publications here that is headed by Mawlana Tamim. Um, in the lobby, please purchase books. As Mawlana Hakim al-Ummat Ashratani mentioned, that those who cannot benefit directly from my majalis should read my books. So this is an opportunity for us. Those great mashayikh who have passed, we cannot sit in their sohbah anymore. Yeah, so spe spe uh, specifically top uh, books pertaining to the theme of difficulties and being patient in the time of trials. Those are the selections that Mawlana Tamim brought. So let us uh, purchase those books inshallah and benefit. Moving forward, Alhamdulillah, we have uh, our a great giant amongst us, Sheikh Amin, Dawud Barakatul Aliya. His his biography, Mashallah, is filled with so many um, great scholars and Mashayikh. We spoke just about Hakim Akhtar Saab. Uh, Alhamdulillah, over here in this case, from 1975, when he traveled to Gujarat, originally from the UK, he started his, his studies. Um, he went to mashallah, he finished his hifz in Gujarat, then he went to Bangalore, he studied in Darul Ulum, Sabil Rashad, and from there, then he moved on to Pakistan in Karachi, Jamid al Ulum al Islamiyah, Binori town. He studied from the Mashayikh and scholars there. Um, and then finally, he moved on to Darul Ulum, Dewand. It is um, Subhanallah, Mufti Allah al Haq, our teacher's name has been mentioned a few times already. It's very interesting that he was very a young teacher back then in Karachi when Sheikh Amin was there just starting his teaching career. May Allah Ta'ala lengthen his life. He's still teaching till today. Uh, may Allah Ta'ala grant him shifa and afiyah and allow us to benefit from him. And then at Darul Dewan, uh, Sheikh uh, Amin continued to benefit from all of those beautiful luminaries there, including of course Qari Tayyib Saab, Rahmatullah Ali, the